there he is. There's my little father. It's time for the February 22nd, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And there's little Mahler. Get away. Go. Get. 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 There he goes. Off into the woods. The United Nations, the United Nations, Mm -hmm. says civilian casualties in Afghanistan have declined for the first time in six years. Hmm. That would be 2,754 Afghan civilians were killed in 2012, Mm -hmm. a drop of 12%. Okay, I mean, you know, I guess less people are dying. That's good. That Uh that is actually. Just for a comparison, 16,290 traffic deaths in the U.S. Just to give you an idea. Not to just compare the two, but I do anyway. For perspective. Wait, how many uh, traffic deaths? Did you read that 16,000. Oh. And that figure has actually been going down, too. So less people are dying, which means that the world is getting overpopulated faster, Mm. which is good news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess Uh, there are less attacks by both militants and the U.S.-led NATO occupation, and that accounts for it, at least according to some people. Mm-hmm. Human Rights Watch is warning that Mexico is enduring what it calls the most severe crisis of forced disappearances in Latin America in decades. And, and I think they might be referring to... Uh, Guatemala and Argentina, El Salvador and Nicaragua. Well, in Latin that America, we're, we can go down in uh, to... Uh, Argentina and Argentina, yeah, yeah, that's true. That era, but the eighties were, were were the last period where a lot of this was going on. Disappearances, yes. I always like that word, disappearances. Yeah. Just say they're dead, but I guess they can't officially say that. But yeah, they're dead. In this new report by Human Rights Watch, mm-hmm. uh, they say around one hundred and fifty people and maybe hundreds more have disappeared at the hands of Mexico's police and military. During the six-year drug war, at least 60 of the abduction cases raise questions of police collusion with the drug cartels. Mm-hmm. This isn't a good thing. No, no, it's not. According to one government <clears throat> estimate, some 70,000 people have died in Mexico's drug war since it was declared in 2006. Think about that. That that was uh, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. An average of 10,000 people a year die. It's still less than the... Uh, still the, less than traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah traffic. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but just to put a perspective on it. And 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 how many people die every year from eating rotten cheese? I mean, that's real. I think that would be a statistic that would. If be, you'd like to me to uh, look I think that it, up, yeah, we need to look into that cheese. Cheese, cheese. death. Because I almost died the other night eating Question some rotten mark. cheese. Yeah. So. Really? No, well, not really. Okay. I'm just making that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Yes. Okay. The UN continued to warm, warn, warn. Warn of a growing humanitarian crisis as a result of Syria's unrelenting civil war. So I'm starting off with three bad news items here. Get them out of the way. UN Emergency Relief Coordinator Valerie Amos said much of the new, much of the rebel-held North remains cut off from direly needed aid. And that's been going on for a while. And it, that's usually par for the course when it comes to a, a civil war. The the World Health Organization is now reporting a typhoid outbreak in a rebel-held area of the northeastern province of Deir Ezzor. Where is that? Deir Ezzor. 
northeastern province yeah. of Syria. Of oh, Syria. My, I'm sorry. Yes. Gotcha. And the uh, World Health Organization, or the WHO, as we like to call mm-hmm. them, yeah, the who. says some 2,500 people have caught typhoid because they have been forced to drink from a contaminated section of the Euphrates River. Oh. It's been going down. They have only have access to one <clears throat> source of water, and that would be uh, typhoid water. Oh, that's in some of the latest violence, at least 31 civilians were killed in a Syrian regime bombing of the city of Aleppo. 14 children were reported among the dead. That's something I like to report. What's that? That's not. That's oh, not. that's not something. Oh, I think, yeah. In uh, Keta, Pakistan, a bomb hidden in a water tank was rolled into an outdoor vegetable market on a tractor-trailer and detonated by a remote control that may have been stowed in a rickshaw, killing 81 people. That's that's syntax is all off there. there, And that was where? The rickshaw didn't kill 81 people. No, No. I don't think. Where was that? In in Keta, Pakistan, Pakistan. 81 people were killed by a bomb hidden in a water tank. That's where you write this copy. Right. Please. Sorry I have to call sorry. up Harper's Magazine Sorry again. about that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. 37 people were killed in a series of car bombings in Shiite neighborhoods of Baghdad. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of bad news here. 103 nomadic herders were killed during a machete, rocket-propelled grenade, and spear raid in South Sudan. That would be a hell of a raid to be in the middle of. A spear you, you raid. You got your machetes. Yeah. First of all, you have people just coming by, just slicing you up. Then you have rocket-propelled grenades coming in. I think they should probably start with a rocket-propelled grenades, then spears, and then the machetes. Yeah, clean, clean and you know, I, I again, I I am not an expert on Africa, but it does seem to be the weapon of choice in Africa. Machetes. And when the well, it's easy uh, when, when the accessible. Hutu, yeah, that's true. When the Hutus and the Tutsis were slaughtering yeah. each other. Uh, they were using machetes. Mm-hmm. That was the weapon of choice. Well, as mass. we all say here in the States, though, Mike, machetes Ma- don't kill people. Oh, that's true. People. Yeah. It's true. You're right again. Oh, my God. Russian warships are returning to the waters near Syria. In another related story to Syria, which I didn't follow up properly. It's okay. okay. Russian warships are returning to the waters near Syria in a new demonstration of the Kremlin's interest in the outcome of the crisis there. Well, yeah. Uh, Said Putin? Russia has been a close ally of uh, of Syria, yeah. and especially Assad. And they have, of course, the reason. They, this is another funny thing about journalistic writing. They're, they're a close ally of Assad, and they have strategic and economic interests in the country. Well... I think because would be a better <laughs> yeah yeah a, a better word to put in there instead of and they like Assad because of economic interest in the country right yes am I crazy that, no you're right so they you're got right. four large landing vessels uh, there in the Mediterranean near Syria I don't know what that means I know that at one point they had been shipping helicopters yeah. to the Assad regime well, uh, that seems to have of died off we're, we're willing to invade. Uh, well, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe if, if, if I mean, NATO got involved, the Russians would they step in on the on Assad's side? Would that be crazy? That or would what? be crazy. That would be seriously Ooh. bad. Iceland. Well, con- just real quick, did, okay. did you mention the ninety thousand Syrians who fled to Jordan? 
sorry. Did you say that? I didn't get that. So if uh, any Syrian see. stuff, I just want to wrap up our Syrian coverage here. Because nobody the, organizes the, the, this uh, stuff. Yes, the, uh, we're just going on the fly here. The I, stories are flying. They're in. just we're flying. They're, them. Uh, they're here. They're there. They're flying in. I'm getting. I'm ripping copy right off of the teletype machine as we speak. And what uh, happened? Uh, in Syria? The, 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 well, refugees continue to flood yeah. into uh, uh, neighboring countries uh, around Syria. They want to get out of Syria. Including Jordan. And in the last uh, month or so, n- an additional 90,000 Syrians have crossed uh, over the border into uh-huh. Jordan. I mean, it's just – and these are not countries that are wealthy or have a have this um, safety net for these people. They're uh-huh. just taking up encampments all over the country, and, and it's just destabilizing uh, those countries, as well as the situation in Syria. Yep, yep, yep. Iceland was considering a ban on internet pornography. Now, I always thought a place like Iceland would be a place that you'd need pornography. I would think it would be thriving and an, yeah, an integral considering part of the a social ban. fabric of yeah. Iceland. But, but you say not. Huh? If we can send a man to the moon, said an interior ministry advisor, we must be able to tackle porn on the internet. This makes no sense to well, me at all. Well, good <laughs> luck on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reason we have porn on the internet is because of the great technology we got from, from sending the man, a man to the moon, and and that when Iceland uses the word "we" to send a man to the moon, I think there's something flawed in that. Iceland, you did not send a man to the moon. Uh-uh. Yeah, so no. perhaps uh, that's why no. you have pornography. We've I got, don't know. We got Bjork and Sigaros and yeah. uh, and. We got good people we there. We got saunas. The mayor of Reykjavik is great. Yeah. Nor. Yeah, Nor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. I like that guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we got... I, went, I bet you he has something to say about this internet <laughs> pornography. I think yeah, he does. Yeah, he probably is... is uh, Probably owns a few dot uh, coms. I mean, if your if your if your yeah. cabin is at the bottom of a fjord in the yeah. middle of Iceland, and yeah. you've got internet access, you're going to find some porn. I don't care yeah. by hook or by crook. Naughtynar.com. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> France's parliament voted Sorry. to allow gay couples to marry and to adopt children. There yeah. you go. Yeah. France once again <laughs> thumbs its nose at the U.S. Oh, good for them. A growing body of evidence implicates the Chinese military yeah. in a large percentage of cyber attacks. Yeah, it's a special secret group of Chinese Ooh. military. It's a specialized. Yeah, yeah, that's the deal. Well, mm-hmm. Did they identify them as the known as Comet Crew? Uh, in an area outside uh, the outskirts of Shanghai that houses Chinese military unit. They're yeah. the hacking group. Yeah. They're the comment crew. The comment. Yeah, I the assume. comment That crew. didn't come out right. The, the comment. comment. Can you have a comment on that, Mahler? <laughs> yeah, that's what Mahler has to say. The comment crew. Well, what again, kind of name is that? Well, again, I'm going to say it again. I don't know. The U.S. has said that these the are considered, should be considered acts, acts of war, even though we continue to pursue that as a strategy for ourselves. Researchers say one target of the group's hacks has been a company with remote access to more than 60% of North America's oil and gas pipelines. Oh, so they could shut them down. Also, the New York Times and a number of uh, newspapers and software companies have reported breaches of their systems, believed to have originated in China. From the comment crew. Mm -hmm. Comment crew. Maybe it sounds better in In Chinese. Chinese, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Branding is not really their fort. Uh Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It should be the. It should be okay. We won't say. We won't say. It. No, we we won't say it. It's okay. It wasn't anything offensive, no, no, was it? Well, it's kind of a little bit. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. Yeah, Marla, you'll like this one. 
Yeah, he's sniffing the flowers, and there's a reason why. Why? Why is that, Motler? You're getting electricity out of the flowers? No. Yes. Electricity. Do you like electricity? Yeah, yeah. Flowers' methods of communication are at least as sophisticated as any devised by an advertising agency, according to Mahler. Mm, Uh Really? This is according to a new study also by researchers from the University of Bristol. The research shows that pollinators such as bumblebees are able to find and distinguish electric signals given out by flowers. Wow. Not only do they see the color and all that, but they're picking up on electric signals. Wow. Flowers often produce bright colors, yada, yada, yada. And that also, you know, that attracts them. But the researchers found that flowers also have their equivalent of a neon sign, patterns of electrical signals that can communicate information to the insect pollinator. Wow. Well, see. Plants are usually charged negatively and emit weak electric fields. Bees acquire a positive charge as they fly through the air. No spark is produced as a charged bee approaches a charged flower but a small electric force builds up that can potentially convey information. Pretty crazy, huh? I guess the question for humanity is, are we going to catch up with the, with the, the, bees? With the vast amount of knowledge that's in our ecosystem before we, we, be, before we kill it off? That's, that's the question. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. I kind of in a way. Yeah. I just sort of came up with that just now, like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking. I was thinking over here, and that's what I thought. A falling lifeboat killed five members of a cruise ship during a safety drill in the Canary Islands. That'd be a heck of a thing, wouldn't it? Time for a safety drill. You go out, and you get crushed by a, by a, by a uh, uh, what is it, a lifeboat. They might a lifeboat. Wonder, they might consider reviewing their, their whole, lifeboat. the whole exercise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably reviewing that, the yeah. way they went about that. This isn't that safe. Well, it really wasn't take a as... good look at their lifeboats. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. You got any uh, international? You I'm have, looking. You have, a, you have so many papers. I, you know what? Out I, I, I had to do it this way today. If they're all yellow too, they're uh, color coded. Yeah, they're they're kind of <laughs> color coded. Uh, it's something about. Um, is this international? If I don't. I, give it a shot. All right, it's kind of not. Well, I go back to the North Korean thing. Yeah. Uh, the European Union has uh, is. Uh, issuing new sanctions against North Korea yeah. in reaction to their detonation of the, the nuclear test a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, cited uh, Korea uh, as a way of drumming up uh, support against Iran, calling them a credible military threat. Nah. Yeah. That's the one that's uh, kind of on the fence is, uh, and this related to film and the Academy Awards, uh, the Academy Award uh, nominated director, Imad Barat, Bernat, was stopped at Los Angeles International Airport. He was not going to be allowed into the country. And it took a couple of phone calls from none other than Michael Moore to the State Department and to the Academy's uh, uh, immigration attorney. Now, how yeah. I don't know how that happens, but anyway, to get him what through. What do you mean? How, what happens? Well, the, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science has an immigration attorney, apparently. Well, they have an attorney, it and an he, attorney. he has something that, to do with immigration. Yeah. So they were able to get. Uh, I imagine uh, they need Bernard. something. Yeah. You know, just to yeah. get, say, people from foreign countries. Yeah, to, well, they got a lot yeah. of. In case there's a problem, getting yeah. someone over here. Yeah. So anyway, so that he was detained and told he would not be allowed uh, into the United States, uh, and due to the quick reaction on the part of the film community, he's now going to be able to attend the Academy Awards, where yeah. he's nominated for Best Documentary for Five Broken Cameras. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. all you got. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
want to remind our listeners yes. that they're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in the beautiful city of Irvine, California. Nathan? On the campus of the University of California. Mm-hmm. In the beautiful city of Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. On the campus of the University of California. Which is beautiful as which well. Which is also beautiful. Yeah, very nice. KUCI mm-hmm. 88.9 FM. Can I remind our listeners and to, the vast, to, to the vast, to the vast international audience that is that the legions of fans who make up the weekly signals community um, that you can contribute to KUCI. I'm just going to really? throw that out there. You can go to the website KUCI.org, and if you feel like uh, throwing some money our way, we can always use it. And I just like to say that once. Well, just cause, yeah, cause, yeah, we do this for free. <laughs> Mahler's impatient. What is a Mahler? What are you trying to tell me? You want to talk about something? Do you want to talk about something? How about something like drones in the news? Yeah! Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, he loves drones in the news. Oh, good boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Conjures up enough. <laughs> it does. He has revealed what he says what? is the death toll in the U.S. drone war overseas. He's getting all agitated lately. He's been, his his underwear has been bunched up a lot yeah. lately. Uh, yeah, and yes. Well, but you know, this is yeah. Apparently, this is, the Republicans have latched onto this drone thing. Because it, it makes um, President Barack Obama look bad. That's yeah. why. Yeah. They don't really care. They don't care about drones, I don't think. Uh, keep yeah, they didn't and, care about drones. They've no, been around for no, a while. No. It's anything to to, to uh, bring Barack Obama down a notch. Yeah, they'll do drones. It. drones. At a speech in South Carolina, Graham said, we've killed 4,700. Sometimes you hit innocent people, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that when mm-hmm. they, yeah. yeah, but we're at war and we've taken out some very senior members of Al-Qaeda. Graham's comments marked the first time a U.S. official has offered a figure for those killed in nearly a decade of U.S. drone strikes abroad. The 4,700 figure matches the high end of the estimate by uh, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, uh-huh. which, which has also extensively covered the strikes and faced a concerted U.S. government effort to discredit its work. Mm. Well, and, and Lindsey Graham does sit on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he does have. <laughs> I know, I know, it is kind. Of, I know it's a bit of an oxymoron. Yeah, but uh, he uh, he so he does have access to this sort of information. So it's credible. Mm-hmm. It's a credible um, account. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. Good, good for, for Lindsey. Yeah. Good for him. Also, the Obama administration continues to stonewall members of Congress on fully releasing the Justice Department memos explaining the legal rationale for targeting drone killings overseas. The White House agreed to at least partially disclose the memos earlier this month after a Senate uproar amid the confirmation hearings of Senator of CIA nominee John Brennan. You remember all that. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the administration has adopted a strategy of continuing to deny senators full access while simultaneously negotiation, negotiating with Republicans to reveal more information on the deadly attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi. You remember, this was a couple— I'll show you mine if you show yeah, me yours. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, there was the—right the, the, before Brandon was going to testify before the uh, yeah. committee, the confirmation committee— the night before, the uh, administration said, hey, we got this memo that outlines all of our rationale. We're going to show it to everyone on the committee. And the next day, they 
gave him this kind of redacted, broadly yeah. based, no really specific information in it, and said, see, we gave it to you. And this is this kind of shell game that the administration's been playing on mm-hmm. this. And, you know, I got to say, I mean, for whatever motivation, the Republicans are right to pursue this. Oh, yeah. and, they're pers- and they're also right to pursue information on Benghazi. It seems like a big, giant screw-up where people got killed in Benghazi. The Republicans seem intent to prove that somehow Barack Obama's motivations were somehow responsible, some sort of hidden agenda, which is where everything goes off the rails. But we should know what happened in Benghazi. I don't have any problem with all that. So there you go. Uh, Mike, what's the simplest way to evade a $4.5 million armed flying robot? Well, let's see now. That would be a drone. Uh-huh. What would you do? Pooping your pants really isn't. Is, that's, that's not going to throw them gonna, off. No, it's not going to do that. They're not scent uh-uh, oriented. Uh-uh. How about if I point, like I look in the other, I look another. Say over there. Over there. Over there. Yeah. Or if I go. Good, that could work. Or if I go. These are not the drones that you're looking for. If I were to do that. Like magic. Like, yeah. Or these are not the droids. That you're looking for, would that wouldn't work? You could either? say that. To, you could look at the drone yeah, and say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the droid. And what's you're that thing for? with your hand? You're doing because well, that that's magic? what Obi Wan Kenobi did that in oh, Star Wars. Yeah. This, these are not the the droids you're looking for. Stars? And then they turned around and walked yeah. away. Yeah. See, so I'm, is, that, is any, that, is any of that? Is that well? The, that's that what would do it? Tell uh, me. Tell me more, Nathan. Grass mats. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And smearing mud on your car. Oh. Well, I do that yeah. on a regular. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen my car. You know that you might I'm drone-proof, basically. Yeah. yeah. After yeah, hundreds so of strikes good. over four drone-intensive years, al-Qaeda is starting to pass around notes on cheap countermeasures yeah. militants can take to evade detection by robot by the robot wow. sensors. Yeah. Mud. The longer the militants can delay the CIA or the U.S. military from obtaining a positive ID, the thinking goes, the less likely a strike becomes. So that's what's going on. Okay. As long as if they can't really recognize it as a car, yeah. the drum, yeah. if it's got some mud and it looks like a rock or whatever, the longer they can wait. <laughs> yeah. But a rock traveling 45 miles, 50 miles an hour down a road may raise some perhaps red perhaps. flags on that. No, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an expert. <laughs> not an Al Qaeda expert. I, I know you're Maybe not. Maybe they Nathan, got but fast moving rocks you're over there. Sharp guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Hey, let's go to the U.S. Okay. What do you say? I think we should. America will only achieve. <clears throat> America will only achieve the ambitious climate change goals outlined by President Barack Obama last week in the State of the Union, the Onion, the Union, <laughs> by encouraging wide-scale fracking. Who said that? For natural gas over the next few years. This is the advice of one of the nation's senior scientists, Professor William Press, a member of the President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology, and a big kiss-ass. Boy, I tell you. Press, who is president of the American Association of the Advancement of Science and president of the Let's Frack Fan Club, (laughs) said that natural gas obtained through fracking had potential to help mitigate climate change. Okay. Coal is burnt to provide the U.S. with almost half its electricity. This is done in huge central power plants, and the process is very dirty. True. Yes. By contrast, the burning of natural gas is clean and can be done in smaller, local, more efficient power stations. However, we're not talking about actual burning of natural gas, Mr. Press. We're We're talking about the process by which you extract the natural gas. And by the way, new reports are coming out all the time on the actual how much methane is escaping into the atmosphere in the areas around where the 
yeah. frack, fracking is going on. Yeah. And it's three and four times what they told us it was. And methane is a much more deadly uh, uh, reactor to the environment and to the atmosphere than just the natural burning of natural gas. What a so, douche this no, William no, Press no, is. No, no, what no. do you think? He's doing the old look over here. Yeah. And then the press just prints this story Ooh. without any qualification. Look. It's, he's right. No, he's not. No, he's not. Oops. Natural gas from a well being drilled by Apache Corporation in the U.S. Gulf of Mexico has flowed underground. Huh. Leading U.S. regulators to order the company to prepare to drill a relief well to control the flow if necessary. Mm. Apache shut uh, the well in on February 5th after it had kicked upon encountering a zone of abnormally pressured natural gas while drilling. A kick, in case you didn't know. Yeah, tell me. It's a temporary loss of control over the well due to higher than anticipated pressures being encountered while drilling. So you're drilling down there, and all of a sudden the drill might kick because it hits a high-pressure area. And this will lead fluids or gas flowing into the well. And it overflows and stuff goes everywhere. Stuff goes everywhere, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it was just east of Venice, Louisiana, and they got a little leak there. BP, you know that place, right? <sighs> yes, it British is. Petroleum mm-hmm. announced it will square off against the federal government in court next week to fight excessive claims arising from the 2010 Gulf of Mexico oil disaster. Is this a surprise to anyone? That he, after all yeah. the attention's gone away, all the PR money's been spent, now they're going to fight every inch of the way going forward. Yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, BP said it would, had been open to a settlement in the civil trial in New Orleans, but it had failed to reach a deal with federal government lawyers. The trial could potentially result in $21 billion in civil damages for BP, but the company said it would rather take its chances in court than continue negotiations with federal government lawyers. Good for them. You don't mean that. No, I don't. That was facetious. It was. The trial is the last major hurdle to BP's efforts to move beyond the fatal blowout of the Deepwater Horizon oil drig, which killed 11 people and resulted in the biggest oil spill in U.S. history. BP's already accepted criminal responsibility for the disaster, pleading guilty to manslaughter and lying to Congress and paying $4.5 billion in fines. Yeah, and lying to Congress and yeah. lying to the American people and lying to everyone else. Yeah. But about especially, especially about the use of that uh, dispersant, yeah. the 2 million gallons of dispersant that they put in the Gulf of Mexico in order not to make the oil go away. Oh, no. Just to make it disappear just enough below the surface so you couldn't see it. And now the dispersant yeah, has been wrecking the re- ecology yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the Gulf. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thank you. BP also uh, reached a separate $7.8 billion settlement with uh, local individuals suffered, uh, who suffered during that spill. They should be out of business. So there. They should be in jail. Yeah. That's what they yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, do some time. You do the crime, you do the time. A freewheeling and almost entirely one-sided argument at the Supreme Court indicated that the justices would not allow Monsanto's patents for genetically altered soybeans to be threatened by an Indiana farmer who used them without paying the company a fee. So in other words, bad news. Yeah. Supreme Court saying that Monsanto has uh, really the right to hold on to these seeds and 
that that by the way yeah. through the natural process of wind blow onto other people's property yeah. and then Monsanto goes in there and says you, you owe us money for using our seeds which is just yeah. madness and this is Monsanto the most evil corporation that I know of evil evil, evil. Roundup is another one right evil. Roundup they they're the ones responsible for this weed killer Roundup which is also Monsanto accused Vernon Hugh Bowman of infringing on their seed patents after he planted soybeans purchased from a local grain elevator that contained a Monsanto gene. In fact, more than 90% of soybeans in Indiana reportedly contain that gene, which allows them to survive when sprayed with Roundup. The company's Roundup. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, this is the synergy of this. We'll sell you a seed that will not be killed by the stuff that we sell you to kill weeds. Yeah. And kills a lot of other things, including probably bees are being dramatically impacted by this stuff as well. So, Uh, Bowman is appealing the case. Good for him. After he was ordered to pay Monsanto $84,000. Critics have accused Monsanto of using their patents to try to monopolize. Well, Monsanto is trying to monopolize the supply of crops. And the case could potentially impact patents across multiple industries. Which isn't good news. Depressing. Tens of thousands rallied on Washington's National Mall. Mm-hmm. That was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. For what organizers dubbed the largest climate rally in U.S. history. They did it. They were protesting uh, Keystone XL Pipeline. And they wanted uh, the U.S. to uh, commit to limits on emissions of greenhouse gases. It How ridiculous a, is that? What good, are those people they, thinking? They did get a good turnout, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. Tens of thousands. Wow. They got a good, that's why I mentioned it. It's kind of when they say tens of thousands. <laughs> yes, I that's, know, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, and there were uh, protests around the country too. Yeah, yeah. Virginia. I'm going to move to kind of state things. Oh, I know now, where you go. I know Virginia. They approved the new measure imposing strict requirements of photo IDs at the polls. Yes, they did. So when you go to vote there, you'll be required to show your driver's license. I don't know. I mean, I have to show my driver's license sometimes when I go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. You have to show your driver's license well, when you this buy is, alcohol. Th- this is what I think needs to happen with all of this this voting stuff. That, yeah. Which, because uh, what you're saying in a in a practical, unpoliticized world, oh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, with I you. Know. I'm with you. On on so this, you know, there should be some way that that a citizen can get a card that doesn't cost them money. That's yeah. easy to get to. They don't have to go to the DMV and wait in line for six hours, and then wait in line for six hours to vote and all this nonsense. Every four years, there's a federal election for president. Yeah. Those are the rules that should be used for that election. If the uh, states want to adopt it for all of their other uh, elections, that off years, the every yeah. two years for Congress, well. Then they can they sh- you know they have that option. But every four years, when the president is on the ballot, there should be certain kind of regulatory um, regulations, I should say, surrounding the election that makes it super easy for people to vote who are citizens. This is just crazy. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is is voter fraud. Yeah, well, this is that's there, ridiculous. There is charge no of- voter fraud epidemic in the in the U.S. is not even close to being a voter fraud epidemic in the U.S. Yeah. If anything. They should spend their time figuring out ways to count the vote properly yes. and to get their system in order to, to turn around voting results quickly and 
unquestionably correct. If you're ever in an argument with someone and, and they say, well, that argument is a red herring, yeah. this is the definition of a red herring, this yeah. voter fraud charge. It does not happen. Yeah. The Supreme Court has agreed to take up what's being described as the most pivotal campaign finance case since the landmark Citizens United decision of 2010. Mm. The court agreed to hear the challenge of a Republican activist who wants to lift the cap on individual donations to candidates. Political parties and political action committees, too. The activist Sean McCutcheon has joined with the Republican National Committee to contest the combined donation cap of $123,000 for campaigns during each election cycle. You know, Nathan, in the last election cycle, I had the, my pen right to that check. I was yeah. really, I'm starting, I wrote that check up. You were going and, for a 125 And they said, right? yeah. no, Mike, that's yeah. you are going to spend too much money on that. So, no, can't do it. Seems like a lot of money. <laughs> Although, you know, on the other hand, since <laughs> Citizen care. United, since they don't even have a cap. No. This is all. There's no cap for, for corporations giving. Sorry. You know what we think. I know. I know. We think that there should be no donations. Yeah. Absolutely no donations. Yeah. It'd yeah. be crazy, wouldn't it? It would ruin the economy. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's right. It that's would, what it's all about. It, it would, would ruin, ruin the economy, the, the television Thank economy. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. If you want to know, it has nothing if, to do with with have, say, electing better people. How can we make the country better? It's so hard. There's so many things we we have to do to make the country a better place to live. I'll give you one small measure. If you can do this, what is it, Mike? Make the elections free of money. Yeah. Just make them no donations free. at all. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You would see if a you, vast. If you, if you want to get to California, you might have to walk. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it'd I mean, be better than the situation we have now. Yes, exactly. Take money out of our elections. <laughs> Except we wouldn't have to listen to uh, uh, ridiculous television commercials that don't really tell us anything. No. Hey, North Carolina has enacted a new law imposing major cuts to aid for the unemployed. Good for them. Major cuts. Aid unemployed. Mm -hmm. Jobless benefits will be slashed by nearly one-third, and recipients will have less time to collect them. Yep. In addition, this is North Carolina. The bill also rejects millions of dollars in additional federal aid Mm -hmm. because they don't want any help, Mm -hmm. at least in that regard. No. They'll they'll take federal aid when it comes to (laughs) anything else. You know, tobacco subsidies, or right. I guess that's not around anymore, but well, something North no, Carolina might No, I bet they are. Do. I bet they still are around. Yeah. 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 North Carolina currently has the nation's fifth highest official unemployment rate at 9.2. This will do uh, wonders for those people, huh? The measure takes effect July 1st. Hundreds of thousands of jobless workers thrown out of work through no fault of their own will face temp- deepening poverty as a result of this decision, I think. You know, you know, I think there is a silver lining to all this insanity. The Republican Party is pretty much reduced. It's distilled down to the crazies. And I think eventually people in these states yeah. will re- will recognize that by voting the Republicans into office, we're voting against our own interests. Yeah. That it, maybe this yeah. is maybe we're getting to that point. I, I don't I, know. This feels like we might be. Uh, Colorado lawmakers passed a series of strict gun control measures in a state that has suffered some of the worst mass shootings in recent history. Yep. 
Yeah, they bucked the trend. By the way, yeah, yeah they took out the, uh, the 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 ammunition magazines with more than fifteen rounds, required back background checks, checks, yeah. and all gun purchases, and allowed colleges to ban concealed weapons on campus. Uh-huh. Wow, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Officials in Washington State confirmed a radioactive leak at the Hanford Nuclear Reservation. Mm-hmm. That's the nation's most polluted nuclear weapons production site. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to yeah, keep that, that title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A single tank is losing up to 300 gallons of radioactive waste. Yeah, that's, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Yeah, when you get up into the 300-gallon range. No, no, yeah. no. no, no a bill introduced in the New York State Assembly would require the state's residents to acquire liability insurance as a condition for gun ownership. Oh, well. Uh, here's how it goes. No. Any person in this state who shall own a firearm shall, prior to such ownership, obtain a continuously maintain and obtain and continuously maintain a policy of liability insurance in an amount not less than one million dollars. Now, where is this? In North, in uh, New York State. Okay. Specifically covering any damages resulting from any negligent or willful acts involving the use of such firearm while it is owned by such person. Uh Yeah. Nice. That's what the measure says. Nice. Though learning to read proceeds smoothly for most children, Mike, Mm -hmm. as many as one in ten is estimated to suffer from dyslexia. And you know that is. That's Mm -hmm. a constellation of of, uh, impairments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now Northwestern University researchers discovered a systemic relationship between reading ability and the consistency with which the brain encodes sounds. So your hearing, your understanding of hearing, is also connected to the, uh, the the seeing part of it. What you what you hear in your head when you read it, mm-hmm. I guess, is connected. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Good. Florida I mean, Atlantic good. University sold the naming rights to its new football stadium to the GEO Group. You know what the GEO Group I is? I do not know. Yeah, it's the second largest chain for for-profit prisons in the U.S. Oh my gosh! So we are now having a. Um, Florida Atlantic University football stadium named after a for-profit prison firm. Wow. Yeah. This brings up some interesting observations, Mike, and I will state them now. Okay. The $6 million the corporation gifted to the university in exchange for the naming rights represents profits from taxpayer money. So in other words, you know, uh, the state gives money to the prison organization. The prison organization, uh, for-profit prison organization, gifts the money to the university so it can advertise for itself, mm-hmm. which okay. apparently means it wants contracts elsewhere. But yeah. it seems an unfair use of taxpayer money. Also, uh, why does a prison corporation need to publicly have its name on a stadium? Now, it does because it needs more contracts, I assume. Mm-hmm. But that's not where taxpayer money should go. And that's what I say. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Georgia, yeah. uh, a death row prisoner in Georgia was granted a last-minute stay of execution. Warren Hill was set to uh, be put to death uh, uh, for the fatal shooting of his girlfriend. Yeah. But a federal appeals court granted him a last-minute reprieve based on his, in their opinion, being mentally disabled. Yeah. So was that – I'm sorry. Was that the governor of Georgia? Oh, no. It was yeah. a guy that shot somebody. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. So there you go. It's, Musician it's Chubby Checker sued – Hewlett-Packard over a palm operating uh, system application bearing his name that estimates penis length based on a man's shoe size. 
While celebrating a $75,000 lottery win, two brothers in Wichita, Kansas, blew up their house with butane purchased to fuel lighters for their bongs. (laughs) In exciting news for KUCI station manager Kevin Stockdale, Mountain Dew announced plans to release a breakfast soda called Kickstart. Bud Light was found to be the most popular alcoholic drink among the underaged. Bud Light. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, With me, uh, it was slow gin. Well, yeah. What's with Bud Light? What's happening to our children today? uh, Mine was Rainier Ale. Yeah. That was so nasty. Or Old English 800. Ah! (laughs) It was the worst beer ever. Why? 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 (laughs) I don't know. Patient John, the volunteer spokesman for the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas. You know that <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. He died of a heart attack. He <laughs> suffered just outside the restaurant. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. I do know that's true. Wow. Poor Patient John. Poor Patient John. And uh, anything else? Jesse Jackson pleaded yeah. guilty corruption over $700,000 in, in misuse of campaign funds. He and his wife are probably going to prison. For that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, real quick in our little neck of the woods, a couple yeah, days yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. with the, four, the guy that went on the killing spree, the four yeah, 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 killed yeah. four people. Um, in, right here in Tustin. Yeah, Ladera Ranch, yeah. and then he ended up in in Tustin, killed uh, a carjack. Went on a killing carjacking spree. Yeah, eerily reminiscent of the video game Grand Theft Auto. Well, he was a big big video game guy. Yeah. But he gets in the car, and then he's low on gas. That accounts for the carjack. It wasn't it? like he was saying, I'm going to carjack necessarily. Oh, okay. He ran out of gas. Okay. Then he, the car that he carjacked, he hit somebody. Oh. He killed the first person at his parents' home. Right. Took his parents' car and then went on this kind of nutty killing spree. Yeah. I don't know what it was inspired by. Okay. He's an idiot. Yeah. And finally, and finally, mm-hmm. a Rhode Island mother knocked down a 12-foot snow penis built by her 16-year-old son. You got the picture, right? I got it. 12-foot snow penis. That's a big snow penis. Did, did, did they use the Chubby Checker um, app to figure that out? Anyway, they, they might have. Yeah. Those are big shoes. Yeah, those are big shoes there. It's just a big pair of balls now, she said. 